You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Packernet Podcast. I am your producer, JJ Leahy, here with the one and only Ryan Schlipp, the Pack Daddy. Check us out online at packernet.com. And uh, Ryan, happy 4th of July to you. This is when we're recording. You got any fun plans going on today? Um, Aside from fireworks and grilling, nothing, but I feel like that is a perfect day, so I'm not going to complain about... Uh fireworks and grilling it sounds like uh I w- if the weather holds up there might be some storms and whatnot but fingers crossed it'll be a good day what are you grilling i'm leaning toward burgers just keeping it simple kids like the burgers i like the burgers it's not going to be hours and hours and prep time and everything it's just make balls of meat slap it on fire and eat it <laughs> balls of meat i'm always down for yep we're doing an interview pod this is the state of the packernet podcast summer 2022 we, we we do these a few times a year um and uh, apologies i i should have gone back and looked up who it was who asked this but gosh a month ago or so somebody sent in a question and asked you when we were going to do the next interview pod and you basically said well i'm not going to do any work to schedule it but jj if you're listening reach out and we'll make it happen so that's what we're doing solicited questions on facebook on twitter uh, we're going to go through some of these and also, I think, talk a little bit about just what's going on with Packernet Podcast Network, kind of um, where we think things are going um, in the future. Obviously, in the, the doldrums of the offseason, when there's barely any football news to talk about, um, the uh, the it, it's encouraging and interesting to see how many people are still tuning in. I think that speaks to the cool community that we've been able to build here. Dude, we got what five shows going now. How cool is what's going on at at the Packernet podcast network? Yeah. I mean, the numbers in the off season right now are what, you know, two years ago, if I would have had this in the peak regular season would have been like, dude, I'm crushing it right now. So, (laughs) I mean, it's, it really is pretty cool. And like you said, it's, it's hard to, kind of get your footing and gauge like what direction to go and how things are going because it's the off season and it's hard to know, you know, what's working and what's not working, but either way I'm, I'm excited and it's good that we got started now so we can kind of work through some of the kinks that we're working through and figure out how things work. And hopefully, uh, you know, in about a month or so when things start to ramp up, we'll have a, a, a solid footing and we can kind of take this and run with it and, and see where it goes. But I'm, I'm having a good time and it seems like we got a good group of guys that are, that are working real hard and, and it's, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, the uh, NFL draft coverage, we did our live stream and had our round tables and stuff. That was super fun. Any plans to do more of that kind of stuff in the future? Absolutely. Yeah. The, uh, the draft in particular, I think was a lot of fun and I'm looking forward to doing more of that. Um, the, Video in general, though, I think is an area that it's it's kind of tough, again, to figure out the best way to do it, but it seems like the people really like it. It's a lot of fun. It's it's a much more laid back environment. You know, if anybody's watched, we kind of just goof around. And it's funny how, you know, just the little inside jokes just come up so organically <laughs> out of nowhere. I mean, you know, Blaine with with eating and, and just like, you know, people being mean to you for no reason whatsoever, <laughs> like kick JJ out. I'm like, OK, he's got to go, I guess. You know, they it's, donate it's money. Not no reason. It's not no. Reason. Well, sometimes it's no reason. Yeah, plenty of reason. <laughs> That's true. Um, but yeah, I mean, pe- people give a dollar to kick JJ out. Like, all right, I guess this is a thing we do on the show now. So um, the, the the people like it. It's fun. It's kind of smaller, you know. I mean, there there might be fifty people in there, but it's it's a tight group, and I think the more people see it, the more they like it. We just got to figure out how to do it maybe more regularly and come up with some segments that are that people like and. Um, again, it, it's a work in progress. My, my desire is to rush everything and like, we need to do it today, but you know, we'll, we'll, we'll take our time, make sure that we're doing things the right way and, uh, 
find find what works and stick with it. Let's get in some listener questions. Uh, we'll turn to the Facebook group first because it kind of goes um, popped up a little bit in my head when we were talking about uh, the different shows and the future of the pod. So really important from Andy Monday, which Packer is going to come guest host your show at some point to give us unfiltered thoughts? Well, that is a tough question because they generally don't like me very much. Um, I think I've gotten one response ever. Um, and that it was, was Dexter, wasn't it? It was Dexter, Dexter. yeah. So yeah. if we can call Dexter still a Packer, um, I could ask him if he wants to I guest host the show. Um, that's actually not a bad idea. That would be kind of fun to do. I doubt he would do it, but it would be fun. Um, if I had to pick a current Packer, who the heck would be willing to do it? Um, you, you could almost say, and again, he just left, but you'd look for a guy like Benkert, who's just kind of more accessible mm-hmm. and fun and funny, and he's kind of into the that kind of stuff. Um, maybe A.J. Dillon. You know, he's got like a gaming thing going on. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I don't know. Uh, and he's got his own podcast. He's got his own podcast. Yeah, that's true. Tune into Dillon, I saw. I yep. haven't listened to it, yep. but I just I just saw that the other day, and I was like, what the heck is Tune into Dillon? I'm <laughs> um, assuming Tune in is the other guy that's on there, so it's a Yeah, cheesy... it's like his, his brother-in-law. Oh, well, there you go. Um, otherwise, I figured just go to the bottom of the barrel and find the one guy that's about to get cut and just be like, hey, man, um, you, you got nothing else going on. You want, you, want, you want to host a podcast? I'll give you like 10 bucks or something. David Bakhtiari. Yeah, um, right. Speaking of Dexter, uh, I saw Zach Jacobson on Twitter updated us that um, he was signed by the Philadelphia Stars, which that's a USFL, a USFL team, I think, isn't it? I have no idea. <laughs> Said uh, he was signed by the Stars on Thursday and has 102 yards from scrimmage so far tonight. Tweeted that last night. So, you know, Dang. Dexter Williams still crushing it on the football field. Heck, yeah, he's still a star. Now now it's even more reason to get him on because he's, uh, he's a big shot. I always really liked Dexter. I was yeah. kind of crushed that he never panned out. Yep. And what the, the response was to a food question. So it was kind of like a laid-back, goofy thing where it's like, hey, what's your favorite thing to eat? Nobody responded, and Dexter's like, mac and cheese. It's like, <laughs> all right, dude. Sounds good. Thanks. Let's talk about some other food questions since it's relevant right now. Um, and by the way, we haven't decided for sure when this episode is going to get posted. We're recording it the morning of the 4th of July before we go party. Um, where did my question go? Here we go. Andy Monday again. Do you have a favorite side dish and a dessert to go with your barbecue? I think this is highly timely today man that's such a tough question so we're talking barbecue um side dish and dessert the first thing that comes to mind is probably cornbread um Mm. but mac and cheese is also really good i'm just kind of i guess i'm particular about cornbread too but mac and cheese sometimes is just not great it's either bland or whatever's going on with the mac and cheese but cornbread very rarely misses it's like i have my favorite style like i apparently in the south it's much more savory I like sweet cornbread. Like I, I, like I want it to be, well. I like it to be cake. Exactly. Yeah. In fact, when I was making cornbread, I found a recipe that I liked. It was literally just cake. It was like making a <laughs> cake with cornbread. It was, I'm sure if you took that down South, it would, you know, just punch me in the face or something. I don't know, but I don't care, man. I'm a Northerner and I like sweet cornbread and super moist, not dry, crumbly nonsense. And by the way, don't put corn in cornbread. I get that it. That was my follow-up question. Yeah. yeah I, I get it. Like it's cornbread, but don't do that. Like, like the kernels. You don't want the whole kernels in there. Right. It, it's like, I yeah. remember when I was a kid, my great aunt made a peanut butter and jelly and put butter on. I'm like, why are you doing that? She's like, well, it's called peanut butter and jelly. I'm like, it's because of the peanut butter. You don't put butter <laughs> on it. Like, I get that it's cornbread. Don't put corn in it. So, yeah, I I, I don't know. Don't do not do that. So, no. probably cornbread. I, I love corn. And, and because it's just, like, mac and cheese you can have with anything. Cornbread is just like a, a summer barbecue thing. And it's just, it makes you think of barbecue. Um, I got it before yeah. you get your dessert. So for me, my answer would be potato salad, but I can't do potato salad that has any kind of veggies in it. Even okay. though I, I'm not anti veggie, I really like veggie dishes. But to me, like potato salad is not a veggie dish. It's a potato dish and you throw like celery and stuff in there. And all of a sudden I'm chewing, you know, different textures and stuff that I didn't want to be chewing when I wanted a mouthful of potato and egg. Like, yeah. Or whatever you put in potato salad. Is there egg in potato salad? I honestly don't know because I'm pretty... Don't you make it with mayo and stuff? 
That sound, but it's it's yellow, isn't it? Why is it I'd yellow? See, I don't know. I just assume that I don't like it. So I, I don't know if I've ever even eaten it, to be honest. I mean, I, I like egg and potato, but it's I just assume it's like a bunch of mayo, and I don't really like mayo. See, I I I will man the grill. I got the burgers on there. I got you know pork chops, whatever we're we're doing, and then I'm I don't have to touch all the side dishes, the potato salad and all that. Yeah. And then, I mean, even like growing up, like, honestly, my mom usually didn't make that either. She would just pick it up at the store. Right. And as long as it didn't have the veggies in it, I was good. Like, I don't care if you didn't like this. Right. Anyways, dessert. All right. Um, I, so we're, we're still talking barbecue. Well, you know, what's really, really good. And it's not something I ever grew up with. It's not something I really know anything about. I mean, I could just go apple pie or something, but I started mm. making them last year around like winter time because it was like a wintry thing, but a good crumble. And I don't even know if that's the right term because there's oh, like yeah, there's different it. kinds of things depending on exactly how you make it. But it's really just like fruit. And then the topping is just this crumbly brown sugary buttery yeah. stuff. No, it's called a crumble. That's it. Yeah. I mean, it just it just depends on like if you've got a like a crust or what. I don't know. There's there's different things, but I'm just calling it a, the whole category of a crumble where it's a fruit dish, whether it has a crust or not. I don't know. But then there's just this delicious the topping is just the best Topping part is the best part yeah and yep. I, I, it doesn't matter what fruit it is like no blueberry apple cherry raspberry whatever i'm i i would just roll a dice about which one of those i would want to grab but whatever is going to have the most crumble on it I'm, i might even just do that today that sounds do that get a little vanilla ice cream like a vanilla bean or something and throw that with it oh mm. that's good oh, stuff baby uh it reminds me a little bit though think about that crumble you were talking about mac and cheese a minute ago, mm-hmm. and like some people like to put a lot of breadcrumbs on top. I'm good for like a little dusting of breadcrumbs on my mac and cheese, but you get too much breadcrumbs, and it like it kind of kills. Like I gotta scrape it off of my mac and cheese yeah. now. It's too crunchy, too dry. Yeah, and it's, again with mac and cheese, it's like you know if if you do it right, oh my goodness, you know again you get the buttery, crusty flakiness in there. Mm-hmm. It's real good, but yeah, you can you can mess that up too, and now you got. Now you're compounding all the problems with the mac and cheese, so right, it's, it's a right. delicate thing. I've I've had mac it before where people make fancy mac and cheese, and I'm like, I kind of wish you would have just made a box of craft because this is this is not great. I think the thing with craft is like you, the floor is high. Yes. like it's never going to be like a really crappy box of craft. It's never right. going to be amazing. Yep. But somebody's homemade mac could get way worse than a box it, of craft. I've I've made. And I, I get so excited about it because I'm like, I got all these cheeses. I don't know what I'm doing, but it's like I got the cheeses and I got all these things and you make it. And I'm like, this is this is sub craft. And that's a problem. I, I have a hard time with like, I'll, I'll make mac and cheese the same way two times, I think. And I come up with two totally different dishes. Yeah. And like, I, I, I think I think uh, like either butter or milk or one of those two, you're not supposed to put in mac. And I just think you are. And then it like totally changes the texture and then the cheese won't stick to the noodles and all that. Yep. I, I made the mistake once. Um, I was listening to a, a barbecue guy and, and they had this secret recipe and I was all excited about it. They put mayo in it. And I'm like, all right, you know, maybe kind of spice it up sure. a little bit. Yeah. And th- I did not like it. I, I you know, it's one of those things where like you can't even taste it. It just makes it creamier. I'm like, dude, I can taste it. And I don't want to mm. taste mayo mac and cheese. This is this is kind of gross. So that that ruined that experience for me. Eric John Anderson wants to know the best cut of meat, in your opinion, for smoking. He wants recommendations for a dry rub, a marinade, and a beer for drinking with your freshly smoked meat. I I, I really could go a couple different routes here. Um, I mean, I've made a lot of pork butt, but that's kind of... I don't know. That that's not my favorite. I I think you can't really go wrong with ribs. This is what I made yesterday. Ribs are just amazing to smoke. They're really hard to mess up. When I first had my uh, little 18-inch Weber, I mean, I had no idea about fire control or anything. I just made a full chimney, dumped it in there, put the ribs on there, and um, I cooked those in about an hour, which is not good. And granted, the meat was not tender at all, but it still yeah. tasted like ribs. It was still delicious. It had the same flavor. It had everything. It just wasn't fall off the bone or anything. So it's like, it's very, very forgiving. And as long as you get the temperature roughly where it needs to be, um, and you put that on there and you, you, you know, you don't need to do all the fancy stuff with, with brown sugar, just cook them with some rub on it. Doesn't even need mm. to be crazy. You could do salt and pepper and then put barbecue sauce on it for the last couple minutes and get that on there. 
it's just so unbelievably delicious. Um, so ribs are pretty good. Pork loin is another one that I've, I've stood by for a long time. It's just amazing. Get the giant loins. You can make them into chops, do whatever you want. Super forgiving. You can't mess that up. As long as you cook it to 145 degrees, it's going to taste delicious. Um, rubs, I've kind of, the, the thing with like rubs and sauces and everything that I've realized is it's very, it's up to the individual. You know, everybody has right. their certain tastes. Um, I know I like if you mine go, on the sweet side, that's that exactly. That's the thing. I realize I'm a big sweet guy when it comes to, to stuff like, especially you pork and chicken. Sweet guy. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know because you know they, they always tell you you got to get like the these kinds of things and there's a lot of like cumin and all that stuff and they're fine they all kind of taste the same if you get the the fancy ones they they act like they're all different it's like they they taste the same to me but I I realize <laughs> there's there's this one rub I think it's McCormick or something which again it's it's basically blasphemy you're not getting the super expensive stuff from Heath Riles or whatever but it's like something you get at any grocery store it's McCormick and it was like a barbecue rub. And I realized what the flavor was. It's exactly the flavor that you get on barbecue chips. It's like the dust they put on barbecue chips. It's just super sweet tasting. And I'm like, that's just what I like. So I use that on chicken and everything else. But if you're not into that, if you want more savory, if you want more whatever. So you, you kind of got to just play with it. If I give you my recommendation, you're just going to get food that I like. So, if you know, try different things. Try the more savory stuff. Try the sweet stuff. They got all different kinds of stuff. Um, you kind of just got to play with it and see what is your uh, preference. Um, what were some of the other ones? Uh, we had Rubs. the, uh, the mar- marinade and then uh, a beer recommendation to go with it. Although you don't drink, do you? No, I mean, we, we can jump to that. I, I, I don't drink anymore. So I go with, I have a standard when it's a special day, a nice day outside, I get a Sprecher. I don't know how far and wide those go outside of Wisconsin, but it's, it's just a really good, it's, uh, I'm not even sure. R-E-H-E-R. Yeah, it's probably like something like that. It's it's German, so there's going to be like a, a CH in there somewhere. I just Googled it, and it says Sprecher. Sprecher. How did you say it? Sprecher? Sprecher, yeah. Sprecher Soda Gourmet Root Beer. Is that it's, what that is? It is, yeah. It's it's top of the line. It comes in a bottle, so it feels cool and everything else, but it, it tastes delicious. You can get the cream soda. It's real good. But, yeah, you just, just crack a bottle of Sprecher to go along with it. I like it. Obviously, if you're looking for a beer, then Sprecher's not going to do it for you, but you can get that for the kids. Cause when you're a kid, you drink Sprecher, you feel like you're an adult drinking a beer or something cool. I don't know. I just Googled it and there's, um, so I live in Michigan. I'm not in Wisconsin and it's like sold basically nowhere in Michigan, but it happens to be sold like right by my house. I'm going to go pick yeah, one up and try it for sure. Yeah. I was going to say, I know, I know it's a Wisconsin thing, but sometimes they kind of branch out a little bit. I don't know how far and wide it goes, but if you happen to see some by you, you should grab it. Cause it's amazing. All right. Um, and then marinades, I don't usually marinate, but one of the ones, and I think they might have even changed the recipe because it, it seems different to me, but I, across the board, I'm a big Stubbs fan. Stubbs mm. Sticky mm-hmm. Sweet Barbecue is one of my favorite yeah. barbecue sauces. Um, and then they've got these marinades, and I've used them for pork before. The pork marinade, you throw that in there. Oh, it's, it's again, you get the pork chops or the pork loin. You throw some Stubbs pork marinade in there. And then just throw that on the grill. I mean, you don't even need to do more than that. If you want to throw a rub on it, you can. But I've thrown it straight from that onto the grill. There's plenty of flavor. You know, you can leave that overnight if you want in the fridge. Delicious. All right, man. I'm. We're going to be grilling all afternoon. And I'm like, I'm ready to just shut this podcast. <laughs> Enough of this. Let's go eat some crumble and, uh, and pork. I divided the questions for today up into three categories. Actually, I have one more food question before we... Uh, before we do this, this is Perfect. this is actually the first question that was submitted. Period, and it was from a non-Packers fan. This is a Broncos fan. Fourth and Long Media is the name of his account. I okay. talked to him on Twitter a lot. He has no clue who you are, but he saw that I solicited questions, and so sure. he dropped a question in. And I asked him, like, "Do you even know who he is?" He's like, "Um, you retweet him once in a while, so I think I've heard of him, but like, no." <laughs> yeah. But we're throwing the question in here anyways. He wants to know, is Pepper Jack the superior cheese? Because the only thing he knows is that you're a Packers fan, and therefore you must be a cheese expert. It's hard to argue. I love Pepper Jack. I mean, it it kind of depends. Um, but, you know, when it comes to burgers, I like to stick to American. Cheddar's, cheddar's mm-hmm. fine, but American is, is superior for burgers. Otherwise, burgers. it's, yeah. it's kind of trash. And, and grilled cheese. It's and, okay yeah, grilled, grilled cheese. cheese for sure. Um, 
I do like cheddar. It's 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 just a really good cheese and a lot of different stuff. And occasionally mozzarella is useful. But man, pepper. Like if I just have to sit down and eat cheese, like I'm going to give you a block of cheese and I want you to just eat it. It's pro- mm-hmm. I'm, I'm probably going pepper jack for sure. It's just it's still, and you can use it. You can use it on burgers. You can use it on whatever you want. It's going to be delicious. I'm learning that the the one category of life where you and I basically agree on virtually everything is food. Yeah, it seems that way. Might explain both of our waistlines. <laughs> That's true. So I divided all these questions up into three categories. There was food questions. There was football questions. And then I I, I just kind of classified the third category as like idiot questions. And it's a combination of like questions from actual idiots. Mm-hmm. Um, questions and questions idiots. about idiots. Yeah, yeah, two yeah. idiots. But like... <laughs> Any one of these questions I ask from the idiot category, you would be hard pressed to like, oh, come on, dude, that's not an idiot question. Like, no, no, they really all are. <laughs> I'm excited they, for that category. <laughs> the, the the least idiot question, again, comes from Andy Money, but I'm, I'm still putting it in here because it's addressed to us idiots. Mm-hmm. Um, and the topic is really stupid. Okay. Favorite Halloween costume. I almost didn't want to ask this one, but like, I can't do idiot category and not you know, not pay respect to this question. Strangely, I have an answer and I, I don't know exactly like what, what he means by that. Like just generally, is there one that I think is great just out says there? Favorite Halloween. Is, there's so, no like, do you I'm, have a, it's just those words. I, I'm going to go with when I was younger, a costume that I had, that was my favorite. And that is, you know, when, when you're a kid and you go Halloween shopping, I don't know if you experienced this, they've got like the more expensive masks and you always want one, but obviously your parents aren't going to spend money on it. Cause yeah. it's like 50 bucks and you know, it's yeah. up on the top shelf and it's like, super intense or whatever. Um, and I, I kind of got that one year and it was the crypt keeper. I went oh. as the crypt keeper. I got the crypt keeper mask from tales from the crypt, which I was obsessed with when I was younger. And so I got like the full costume and everything. But the cool thing was it came with like a pretty intense mask, which, you know, not the best thing in the world to have to wear all day, but it was still yeah. awesome. I got to be crypt keeper. And, um, so that would be my favorite Halloween costume. All right. That's a pretty good answer. I, um, one year, I was uh, going through all the uh, costume. You know, my, my folks had this big bin of dress up clothes in the back basement, and I was just throwing on some random stuff, just uh, trying to get a laugh out of my parents because, you know, that, that was like one of my big goals as a kid. And I yeah. came out, and they were like, dude, you look like Jack Sparrow with this outfit. And I, I never wore another costume. The entire rest of my childhood, I, I just always wore that Jack Sparrow outfit that I had like assembled. The one thing is I did go to a, a Halloween store and I bought like a uh, a Jack Sparrow wig to go under the hat. But other than that, like the rest of it, like he I was just trying to look crazy and stupid and get a laugh. But like, that's how Jack Sparrow dresses. Yeah. So um, so I think then for like the next six years of my childhood, you know, throughout my teen years, even though uh, that that outfit kept getting smaller and smaller on me as I grew taller, I just kept wearing that every year. The the, the biggest takeaway I got from that is I forget how much of an age difference the age there is be. between yeah. us. Because I when, when I think childhood, I'm thinking back to like '93. <laughs> well, I was born in '95, so yeah. So '93 right. is a little fuzzy for me. Yep, I would so, hope so. So I would have been what nine or ten when Pirates came out. So. You know, still on the young side. Yeah. Um, all right. So uh, <clears throat> as, as far as idiot questions go, and hopefully he's not listening to this, but my father-in-law sent in a question, and I think that he'd be, I think he'd be disappointed if I didn't slot him in under idiot questions because, especially because of the topic that this is. So this is um, which Detroit Lions coach, past or present, would you want to play you in your autobiography movie. Well, as I, um, as I stall here <laughs> to look up a list of Detroit <laughs> Lions to, coaches, because I don't, there's Dan Campbell. There's I Matt can't. Christian. Yeah. Who else has ever coached the lions? Yeah. I got, I got to look back. I mean, honestly, <sighs> I mean, I think Jim Caldwell looks a little bit like you, you, you know, when you're really, really tan. Yeah. I'm just trying to, <laughs> So, 
I, I, I don't want to say Dan Campbell, but I kind of do just because he's such a character. You know what I mean? Not, not that it even necessarily fits me, but just because he's so ridiculous. If, 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 I mean, anybody in the world could say Dan Campbell is an answer just because it would be a funny answer. Um, but there is also an element of, I, you ever watch Parks and Rec? Oh yeah. Yeah. What's the guy's name in that? The, the you talking about Ron? Yeah. Yeah. I never really watched it, but I, I always got compared to Ron. And it was just because it's such an over-the-top, like, only eats meat, like, ultra, like... He's super not not friendly and, like, goes not, on his way. Not nice, doesn't like you. people, you know, yeah. doesn't no, trust anybody, doesn't, you know... So, from that perspective, you can kind of see a Dan Campbell aspect to it. Um, I mean, Matt Patricia, I don't know why he would play anybody in any part i can't imagine i mean he just he's got the facial hair at least to make it work yeah i don't know maybe uh he, jim schwartz it's the thing like yeah I, I don't know i don't know anything about their personality like, i just remember jim schwartz being a pencil neck looking you know miserable person which i guess kind of works other than the <laughs> I don't know. I, that's the thing. I don't know about the personalities of these guys other than Dan Campbell is just an over-the-top person. So not saying I think he's like me. Um, yeah. oh, Dick Geron is interesting. I don't know. Anyways, not saying he's like me, but just because I'd like to see Dan Campbell try to portray me. And, and of course, he's going to butcher it by just being over-the-top and ridiculous. I just think it would be funny to watch. So I'll just go Dan Campbell. Matt Pickett says... Come back to me later. I need to think of a question. So we'll come back to him later. Yep, we'll check in with him. <clears throat> um, Justin Brazo, I, I really debated not asking this question. Oh, great. And then, and then the more I thought about it, I was like, the only reason not to ask it is if you're a coward. So are you a coward? <laughs> yes. So, no, no, me. me. <laughs> oh, am I oh well, I am. Can we go with that? So so here's the question. All right. He says, do you actually like JJ? Really? That's his question. Um, well, I'm not allowed to, I mean, that's, that's the whole point of the network is for, and honestly, I, I really don't like, I, I it's, it's like an inside joke kind of thing. I really don't know where that kind of comes from. Just this sort of thing where it's like, we just don't like JJ. I don't know. That's just kind of your, your thing, I guess. But, um, do I actually like JJ? Yeah. I, I, like you said, I think you and I think alike on a lot of things. We like food the same way. Uh, the like biggest food. reason why I brought you on initially is because we have the similar um, tenacity and work ethic, which I think sometimes can be a little um, frustrating because you're very ambitious, but <laughs> I get it. And it's been very helpful to me because I know that I can always rely on you to, to do stuff because you're like me in that, that you just want to push for things. Like if I bring you on to do something, you're not going to a week later be like, ah, this was stupid and just ghost me. You know what I mean? Mm. So. That's true. I, I'll I'll message you and say, dude, I don't want to do this anymore. Yeah, it sucks. Right. It's not making us money. Yeah. Well, and that that'll be the one thing. Like, I I need more money, and you're not providing it. I gotta go. And again, I'm not gonna like that message, but I get it because again, we kind of think the same, and it's there's not that whole. I I've said this before a bunch of times. I don't know how to work with people that don't want stuff, and there's a lot of people that help me that don't want anything, and it just makes me uncomfortable. Like, mm. I'll do this, and I'm like, well, let me give you something. I'm like, no, 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 it's fine. I'm like, it's not fine. Like, this is not fun. Tell me you want something for me so we can kind of work right. something out. And there's like this understood. That's why I like like the podcast thing is it's like, hey, if you want money, go make money. That's it. And we can work out that arrangement like you, you control your own destiny. But I just I feel so uncomfortable with people that are like, I don't want anything. It's like, well, that's now I feel bad asking you for stuff because I'm not giving you anything and you're already doing a bunch. So um, it's good that you're up front and are just like, I want money. I'm like, all right, fair enough. We'll figure it out. I I remember this article. This is probably 15 years old now, but it was like supervillain do's and don'ts. And one of the things like, you know, to make sure that your supervillain plan actually works is only hire uh, assassins who work for money. Because if you hire the ones who just work for like the thrill of the hunt or whatever, then they'll do stupid crap like evening the odds for the main hero that he's supposed to be killing. Okay. to give him a fighting chance and then he ends up losing yeah. and then your whole plan comes down. So like 
that's why you that's why you hire the hitman or the podcaster who only yeah. works for money. He's he's not going to show up and be like, "Hey, I'm over here," and then pull out a knife for the thrill. You know, he's he's going to mm. shoot him from a mile away with with a rifle when he's sleeping or something. You know, right? Yeah. Okay, Matt Pickett <laughs> thought of his question. By the way, he says if he had to pick a different team to be a fan of, I so. By the way, we already we've already asked this question a couple times of like what team yeah. would you pick? So this is this is I'm asking this one because it's a little different. If you had to pick a different team to be a fan of, what criteria would you use to decide which one? That is a good we, question. Yeah, because forever we, about how the the bills are yeah, fun, right? Yeah, no, that's um, it's it's good because it kind of it, it is a different way of looking at it where. Let's just step back and let's pretend I don't like the Bills. And I'm kind of getting to that point because they're a good team. So eventually I'm going to end up hating them. So if I just back away and pretend that I'm brand new to football, what would the criteria? Because I know at one point I like the Falcons because of their, their jerseys. I think black and red is pretty sweet. So I just but thought that that was pretty cool. Happened. Right. And they're stupid. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I, I You know, I mean, there is the whole like, well, small town or whatever. But that's just because I'm a Packer fan and it's yeah. like a similarity. But that's there's nothing necessarily great about that um i do think they have pretty cool fans what would the criteria be i'll answer while you're thinking i i one of the things that attracted me to the packers was that because i have family who are packers fans and who are bears fans and so there was at least at one point when i was young there was a point where i had to choose which side of the family i was going to follow i didn't have to think about it very long obviously but one of the things that I liked about the Packers was they have a process and they stick to it. And I enjoy that. I, I like that the team has an ideology about how they approach, you know, the, the way they draft players, the way they hire coaches, etc., all the way on down. And I kind of like that about the Patriots as well. They kind of got the Alabama thing going where it's like, no matter what, they're kind of always going to be good every year and like yeah. you know the the uh, coordinators the position coaches they just kind of come and go and like it doesn't really matter a ton it doesn't seem to impact the success of the team on the field but they're very process driven and i like that and you get a team like i don't know jacksonville who like every couple of years like everybody in the media is like hyping up like oh man you know this urban meyer hire is gonna just blow you you know blow everybody out of the water. Jacksonville is going to be great. They got Trevor Lawrence, you know, they got all this talent. And then like four games later, the whole thing has fallen apart because there was no foundation anywhere. Right. And then, but the Patriots are so process driven. I think that if the Packers like, you know, got Thanos snapped off of the earth, I'd be like, all right, fine. Patriots. It is like, I don't like the Patriots, but they most closely resemble what I appreciate about the Packers in that you can predict future success right because of the steps they take today yeah as i'm thinking about it that that's kind of so again there's the the biases but what i'm trying to do is remove that and just pretend like it it could be bears lions vikings patriots anybody i'm just pretending i don't have any biases um i think one of the things i really like is the process going from like a a a lower end team to a higher end team so Mm -hmm. first rule got to be nfc because i think the afc is stupid i know that's kind of a bias but there's still the television thing and everything so i i would prefer it to be an nfc team but kind of like what you were saying it's got to be a team that maybe isn't at where it needs to be but it's also not a team that's never going to get better because they just they don't have the structure their organization is garbage um so does that eliminate the bears from conversation it's kind of iffy um probably has to just because they've been so bad for so long. Although they have kind of sniffed They're the playoffs a couple of times. They, they are. And and they've got the defense thing, which is kind of exciting. Um, not now. I'm just saying in general, it's kind of their DNA, right. which is kind of cool. Right. I could understand getting behind Justin Fields and getting excited about it. Obviously at this point, I've seen nothing, but you can understand the hype and the excitement of it. Um, it's an option. I think the bears would be an option at this point where it's not impossible that they can kind of build on this. They, they got a long way to go, but you could see it. I think Minnesota is an option. They've got the new general manager, the new coaching staff. Um, you could kind of see a path between, you know, if they can just get some good pieces together, they can make it work. Detroit, I can't buy into. I mean, they're, they're kind of showing that maybe they can get up there, but I you got to show me first, organizationally, yeah. that you can do anything before I jump on that. 
Um, I think some teams are already kind of jumped the gun. I mean, I'm going back to AFC, but if, if I could have picked Cincinnati before they blew up at this point, it's already too late. I think they're already a good team, but um, it would be so, I, I think the the area that I'm primarily looking at would be teams like maybe the saints. Um, I think they are a pretty cool team. NFC team. I like the NFC South just generally in terms of the competition. I think yeah. they're generally a very good team, uh, the leadership and everything else. They need a quarterback, but they've got a good defense. Um, so it's it's one of those things where it's like you can you can jump on the bandwagon while they're still struggling, but you can see the path to them becoming great again. They got to get the quarterback. They got to get some stuff figured out. Um, maybe teams like Dallas or Philadelphia or whatever because they're kind of floundering, but but not horrific. But I think the Saints probably make the most sense, and I, and they got pretty cool uniforms too. I think so. If I had to step back and, and use that criteria, I think they probably make the most sense to me. We're going to take a quick break right here. When we get back, we have a subsection of idiot questions that are podcasting related. You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing, but they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right, a company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Okay, this question comes. This episode is brought to you by Reese's Peanut Butter Cups. In breaking news, leading scientists worldwide are conducting experiments to determine if Reese's Peanut Butter Cups are the perfect combination of peanut butter and chocolate. However, it appears the study was inconclusive, as the scientists couldn't help but eat all the Reese's. Because when you want something sweet, you can't do better than Reese's. Find Reese's now at a store near you. From one of the biggest idiots out there. This is Street Law on Twitter. I don't know if you've heard of him. Never. If Pac Daddy and I were to have a podcast, what would it be about? And for anybody who doesn't know, this is Blaine, the half Mexican lawyer. So when he says I, is he talking about JJ or is he talking about Blaine? He's Blaine. This is a Blaine and Ryan podcast. Well, that's that's easy. It would be a a grilling podcast. It would be about barbecue and stuff because that's when we talk. That's what we talk about primarily. I mean, sometimes it's Packers, I guess. But um, yeah, I think I think that would be it. Uh, We've actually kind of discussed that in the past. So that's a very easy (laughs) answer to give, I guess. It's it's a boring answer, but Blaine doesn't deserve better than that. We're going to move on. Yep. To someone more deserving. Bruce Edmonds says, other than street law, who would convince Ryan to not be a shut in and actually go to a game and mingle with people? I think uh, Clayton is making a pretty good case right now. He does. He's He's been uh, putting the screws to me pretty hard. Um, I, I think if you had to pick somebody, it would be my wife because, I mean, she would be the one 
where it's like if, if she says i want you to go then it's like all right sweet i guess i can go mm. but um yeah I, I i don't know who else it would be clayton again just from a tenacity standpoint and just kind of not <laughs> just just a dog with a bone if we can use a, a southern analogy for clayton in honor of clayton um I'll, I'll stick with that wife for clayton would work okay so this i should have messaged this guy and asked how to pronounce his name it's like all vowels um, both in the first name and the last name, but I feel a little more confident trying to pronounce the last name. I think I'm going to get the last name right. The first name is a total crapshoot, but I'm going to try it out. K.O. Marrera. That's how I'm going to try and say his name. Hmm. Uh, what is Ryan's favorite podcast background noise, i.e. cricket, furnace, dog barking, chairs moving, computer sounds? Which one drives him insane the most? drives me insane the most so, okay. which is your favorite and which one drives ah, you insane? ah okay um yeah I, first of all I, I know who you're talking about now it took me a second but i believe that is a uh, i believe he's from brazil so that's where that comes from um favorite background noise is probably gonna be just you know water waterfall you know something like that um least favorite background noise there's a lot. There's a lot of just annoying. Um, you know, you know what's awful, and there's probably better answers, but it's the one that's just sticking out in my mind that I, I cannot not think about right now. Is when your smoke detector battery oh. is, um, oh. you know, and it's just chirping. Oh yeah. <sighs> that one. That that'll get you, man. It's just it it it's like gets you to your bones when you hear it. It's like I just am filled with so much hatred right now. And you don't want to replace the battery. You just want to smash it. Like, I'm, I'll probably yeah. won't die in a fire. It'll probably be fine. No. I can smash it and get away with it. One of the other detectors will pick up the smoke smell. I just want to kill this thing. I, I have a comment on this that would get me potentially canceled, except that I think our audience is like 99% male. Mm-hmm. And so the women who are going to hear this, <laughs> oh, no. there's not enough of them to be <laughs> offended. Because um, it's all due to listen to this podcast. Um, Primarily. I feel like just um, uh, in in my personal anecdotal experience, mm-hmm. it seems like when you got that smoke detector that's chirping, some the majority of women seem to be able to tune that out. And yeah. I wonder if it's because like they're so good at multitasking and they are so used to like all the noise that kids make anyways. And like, you know, like my wife, when she's uh, working on, whatever project she has going on, she'll have like a TV show going on as well. And she can do both at the same time. And like my, my brain is so stupid and laser focused. I can right. only do one thing at a time. Right. So if you got this thing chirping at me, it just drives me nuts and I have to go fix it right away. Whereas like, I'll go over to, you know, a friend's house and she's got the thing chirping. And I'm thinking, Oh, maybe I should offer to fix that for her. And I'm like, nah, she's capable. She can do it herself. I'll come back over two weeks later and it's still chirping. And I don't know how you can, you know, for two weeks, right. live with that. I, I could never, I, I can't go two minutes. So I've, first of all, I've heard that specific stereotype before. I haven't noticed it in my own life, but I have heard that, that sometimes women just don't physically hear it. Like they don't notice it. Yeah. But in my own life, I will tell you, first of all, you're right about the multitasking thing. Like I, yesterday I was going to get a ton of stuff done. I was going to do podcast work. I was going to do all this stuff and watch Stranger Things, which is a new show that I started kind of getting into and trying to watch that. No I haven't chance. heard of that. Is it any good? I don't I, I know it's popular. I don't know how popular is it. Is it just stupid it's, for me to even mention that? It's, it's insanely popular. Okay. So anyways, I finally jumped on the bandwagon. Somebody, I think my daughter wanted to watch it. Actually, it's kind of terrible because she's like, can I watch this? And um, my wife is like, I don't know. I got to watch it and see if it's appropriate or whatever. And I'm like, well, let me watch it. So I just been watching it now and it, I don't have an answer for it cause mom's got to sign off on it. But now I'm like halfway through the second season and my daughter's like, uh, excuse me, I want to watch it. But anyways, we, I turned it on. Yes. Oh, go ahead. Well, my wife and I have been watching it um, since it first de- debuted and we really liked the first two seasons. And then like the, the third season we both were kind of bored by and my wife like could, could barely finish it. Okay, And then it was hard to even talk her into starting the fourth season because she hated the third season so much. But then we both felt like the fourth season was the best season yet. Like it's four, one, two, and then a like big gap. And then three was how we kind of ranked. It. Well, that sucks. I'm, 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 but at least that'll help me power through because I've, I've, I've had that before, like Dexter, 
was real popular. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then that got so stupid at one point, I never finished right. it. Like, it was just no. so bad. I, 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 it probably finished okay, but I just I couldn't go back because it was so stupid. The payoff but, for Season 4 makes Season 3 worth it, I'll just right. say. I'll power through it. But anyways, I, I turned it on with the intention of doing a lot of work. I got nothing done. Like, because I, I can't. I can't. I no. need if I'm watching the show, totally I have to watch it, and I can't yeah. look at the computer and just listen. It's like, I, so it didn't work, and I got nothing done yesterday, and that was horrible. So I, I that's disappointing because it, it sounds like such a fun thing. Like I'm going to get work done and watch TV. It's going to be great. Can't do it, but never works. Um, with with my wife though, it's the same thing. Like with the kids when they'll be screaming, and it's like I'm I'm losing my mind. She's like, I don't even hear it anymore. I'm like, that's impossible. Like how do you, how can you right. not? Here, like she just kind of tunes it out, and I, I just can't do that. So yeah, they, they have some kind of a, a superpower to be able to section different things, and I, and I don't. I, it, it draws my full attention away when that stuff's going on, and it, I can't handle that because I'm, I, that's not what I want my attention on. I don't know how we were doing like the podcast segment of questions in here, and then somehow started talking about Stranger Things, but we got to get back to our podcast. All right, questions. sorry. This one, depending on like how wise your answer is, I might be able to learn something from, or it might just be totally useless. Um, a lot of pressure. Th- again, a guy, I don't know how to, I don't know, I, I'm not even going to attempt his first name, but his last name is Pichet, I think. Okay. Does your wife like you? And he goes on to clarify, you got four kids, full-time job, a full-time podcast, plus research for podcasting. Plus all the hours you spend smoking meats. He says, I have four kids. I'm pretty sure that arrangement would be me getting the kids every other weekend. And then um, I'm not going to read this off on air, but Billy Morris had a hilarious and inappropriate joke in the comments there that okay. you should go check out. But I, I can't read it online. On Fair enough. I, I almost think I know what it is, but we'll <laughs> leave it alone. Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, when, um, I'm, I'm still stuck on Stranger Things. Sorry. When um, when this whole thing started, it was it was tense. Um, I started doing the podcast, and my wife, you know, she's generally supportive, but obviously they want your time, and um, they want you to spend time with the kids and everything. And so, I would come home from work, and I would tell her I'm going to go do the podcast, and she would generally be okay. But also, it's one of those things where it's like she says it's okay, but you know, mm-hmm. she's not okay with it. So it's like like dangerous territory. It is because, you know, she's telling you it's okay, and she wants to support you in a hobby. But at the same time, it's not okay. So eventually, as many people know, I decided that it was causing a problem. And so what I did is I started getting up before work. So I'd get up at three o'clock in the morning and I would do the podcast. And even that sort of was kind of a problem. She didn't like it. And that's when I started getting upset because I'm like, you have no right to tell me that I can't do something when you're sleeping. But obviously, you know, I'm going to bed earlier, so that's kind of uh, an, an issue, I guess. So, right. but but the bottom line is, money fixes everything. And when the mm. podcast, I mean, even if it's you know, when I made fifty bucks, all of a sudden, my wife's like, "Well, all right, I guess there's an excuse here." So um, that kind of that, changed. That's what your time is worth to her, fifty bucks. You know, and and it again, it was still kind of a kind of a somewhat contentious but she kind of came around to the idea that okay this isn't one of your stupid ideas that doesn't work like every other one that you've ever had which i've had a million different business ideas and everything else and that they've all been mostly stupid um a couple have have barely broken even but um yeah when this one started to do that and again i was sacrificing my time and not my family's um primarily then it 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 kind of worked out and yeah the smoking meat thing is is another thing but it's also you know what what are we comparing it to on one hand she's happy that i have something that i like on the second hand um i'm making dinner which is great because she doesn't have to on the third hand my son and, and my kids really like it so i'm doing stuff with them as opposed to what sitting on the couch on my phone or something yeah. so yeah. you know um it's it's not like it's taking me away from super productive family time and i'm like i can't i need to i need to go smoke a steak or something you know it's just i'm doing nothing and now i'm gonna go make dinner and do something with my kids and stuff like that. So, um, plus the other, the, the final dynamic is we've been married longer. You know, when you're first married, there's a lot more tension mm. and battling yeah, for how we think sh- things should be. And yeah. as the years have gone on, there's been a little bit more relaxing on both ends. For example, um, there used to be a time when I would not 
want to go to stuff with her and she would get very, very upset about that. Um, but I think at this point, because when we go places, I would spend so much time nagging that it's time to go. We have to go. I don't want to be here. Let's get going, please. I want to go to bed at eight o'clock. It is eight 15 and we have an hour drive home and I'm really angry about this and it would cause 10. And now she realizes as much as she would love for me to come. When I say, I don't want to come. I mean, she can stay till 10 o'clock at night with the kids and I don't care. I get to stay home. I get to go to bed when I want to go to bed. She gets to come home when she wants to come home, hang out with her family and her friends. And it's just, you know what I mean? It's little stuff like that, that it just kind of gets better over time, I guess. So would you recommend I do exactly that? Just when, when she drags me to stuff, make it miserable. Yeah. Until she make stops it, inviting me. make it miserable. Be very accommodating to going as much as you really don't want to go. Just be like, yep, sounds great. And then just, you know, be miserable and be like, Hey, you look at your watch. Like, hey, we got to go. <laughs> like I, I got work. I got stuff to do. We got to go. I'm sorry. Sounds like a fantastic plan. Uh, we're expecting our first kid in about like five weeks, give or take, you know, whenever the kid decides to arrive, basically. Mm-hmm. And podcasting has definitely been a tension since we got married. Yeah. We're, uh, we are, what, three weeks away from our second anniversary. Okay. And, um, and I, I started a, another podcast, uh, during the first year of our marriage that I called football for idiots, where I just, like took questions and just broke down football, uh, just general topics. And she, she came to me. She's like, I need you to not do this because <laughs> like you are spending so much time podcasting. You need to pick like one show to not do because I literally never see you. And I, I want to like break your microphone. Yeah, no, I, I get it. That's how it, and again, that, that stuff will calm down over time. Kona on Twitter. This is, uh, yeah, uh, MK Cambra on Twitter. What were the formative cartoons in your childhood? He says, I imagine like most kids, it was probably the Flintstones or Jetsons, some kind of Hanna-Barbera thing. But every once in a while, there are some outliers. For instance, Kona says, I hadn't seen an American cartoon before I saw an anime. I'm guessing he's not from America. I believe he's Hawaiian, but maybe I'm wrong about that. Um, yeah, so... so- You've got the Hannah, whatever, the Jetsons, the Flintstones, that kind of stuff. Um, the one that always sticks out in my mind, and there's a lot of different cartoons, kind of depends on the year or whatever, but um, huge Animaniacs fan. I really, really mm-hmm. like that show. Um, Pinky and the Brain, um, Spider-Man, I really liked a lot growing up, Spider-Man cartoons. Um, I don't know. See, it's one of those things I really want to Google, but we're kind of kind of doing this live, so I don't have time. I know there's some that I'm missing. Um, it's all Looney Tunes for me. That's that's basically all I had. Yeah, that that was that was, was that was definitely huge. The the Saturday morning um, Tom and Jerry stuff. Loved that. Tom and Jerry is funny. Yep. Huge uh, Roadrunner was awesome. Um, Rocky and Bullwinkle. I actually really liked a lot. I thought that mm-hmm. was a good good show. Um, yeah, I mean, I could just sit here and rattle off probably 10 more, but it, it's, it's kind of the standard. I don't think I had a lot of real big ones. I, I kind of liked Thundercats, I guess. Um, that was decent way back in the day, but not, not one of my super big favorites. I'm sure there's probably one or two outliers that I like that maybe not everyone else did, but I can't really think of what they would be. Maybe, uh, Bobby's world or something stupid like that. We're going to wrap up our idiot conversation. This is the the idiot category, and we're going to transition into football with a question that I think perfectly steps in both categories. Mm-hmm. Brian Schultz wants to, he asked me, he sent this question in three times, and then he also DM'd me the question as well. <laughs> okay. so there's, he asked it three times in the comments. Yep. Why does Ryan constantly defend the bust that is Jordan Love? Why does he never criticize the front office? And follow up, he wants to know, why did you block him on Facebook? If you did. Okay, well, I haven't blocked anyone on Facebook. I just don't use it anymore. So I apologize to anyone that's been messaging me. Um, same with Twitter. I'm, I, I promise I didn't block you. If, you've, if you'll notice, I haven't posted anything on Facebook or Twitter. because uh, Not because you're blocked, but because I just don't use it right now um so that's that question why do i defend jordan love i i've tried to clarify this as best as i can and and granted it does come across as being way too positive for jordan love but as i've explained many times i react to 
what I view to be poor reactions. And so when mm-hmm. I see people mm-hmm. that are overly negative toward Jordan Love and especially the pick, which let's be honest, that's why everybody hates Jordan Love because they're still mad about the pick. I tend to try to bring it to center. And what I think center is, is it's been bad, but we don't know what he's going to be. That's it. That's my whole stance. And so because everybody's on the side of he's clearly a bust, I have to bring it back to center, which sounds like defending because I'm pulling toward, you know, the other direction, but it's not. I I would have a hard time. I would think that you would have a hard time going back and finding me talking about how great Jordan Love is. You might be able to find some stuff. I mean, I've said he had some good passes, a couple different things here and there, but I've never said as a player, he's proven to be a very good player. I just haven't. And in fact, most recently, I've been talking about the fact that I just, until he proves it, I I just assume it's not going to work out has been my my current Jordan Love stance. So that's well. Brian's follow up is Brian's follow up says he can't handle the truth on love. <laughs> um, so, so take that. Yeah, no, it got me. I guess. Um, my, I think my my biggest thing with that, and and again, I I tend to defend too much. It's entirely possible, and it, it seems at this point like it was a bad pick. That's that's the reality. I don't know that. Nobody knows that. It seems as though that wasn't the right pick. The, the biggest point, though, is, so what? Why would you be this mad this many years later? How many, quote-unquote, bust picks have there been? And the reason I put that in quotes is because it's kind of the norm to have a bad pick. So it's it's strange to call it a bust, as though it's a unique thing. Um, how many bad picks have there been? Whether it be quarterbacks, wide receivers, tight ends, running backs, tackles, it doesn't matter. The majority of picks first round or otherwise, are bad picks. So the mm-hmm. fact that the Packers have had one, right? You got, how many more can you even name that we know are terrible in the yeah. first round? Even yeah. the second, first two rounds, it's hard to find yeah. bad picks. So the fact that, that you're dwelling on the one that is probably, but we're not sure, a bad pick is just, it's it's askew from my perception of reality. Even if I fully acknowledge bad pick, terrible player, not going to work out. It doesn't it doesn't bother me nearly as much as it bothers you and I don't think it should bother anybody. And and again, we we try to play these games where it's like, well, if he would have gotten a wide receiver, we would have won the Super Bowl. That to me is absurd. It's it's absurd. You know, that to have your offensive and defensive line collapse and Aaron Rodgers can't complete a pass to save his life, but boy, if we had T Higgins, we would have just tore him up. I mean, come on, man. We're we're just getting into silly territory. I, and, and I'll even admit T Higgins is, is coming along real well, and he'd probably be an asset at this point. I'm not disputing that, but we just take it too far, right? Yep, you made a mistake. You should have made a different pick. That is the norm. That's going to happen this year with this class, there's going to be picks that we should have made. There's going to happen next year and every year for all of attorney for all 32 teams. That's the reality. From Jeremy, which past Packer draft pick that you had high expectations for didn't pan out? The go-to, and again, I'm going to look it up just to make sure I'm not missing any, but my go-to is usually Josh Jackson. Um, because again, he he was he was a guy that a lot of Packer fans um, liked throughout the entire process. We're hoping he would even fall to the Packers in the first round. That that was even a question whether or not we could get him in the first round. Um, he was seen as a um, a great you know fit. And so even like I said, when we traded up, the question was you know it, it seemed a little crazy to trade up for him. But that was where my mind went. We're trading up for Josh Jackson. So kind of similar to, the, and, and, and by the way, this is the reason why when you hear me picking on like the Bears and people think I do that just because it's the Bears, but I'm being irrational. I'm not. When I pick on the Bears because they, they you know, got Justin Fields and it was a quote unquote steal or they got Tevin Jenkins, which was a quote unquote steal. It's only a steal based on our perception, but the fact that they fell should tell you otherwise. Maybe Justin Fields and Tevin Jenkins fell for a reason. And that was a case with Josh Jackson. The assumption by me and most other people was that he's going to be a great player. Why? Because he was a first-round pick that we got in the second round. He must be great, whereas maybe we should have looked at it and said, um, maybe there's some problems here that we weren't foreseeing. That's why he fell. And obviously, I mean, it was was a disaster. I mean, from from day one, it never really materialized. It just never became a thing. So the gap between my high expectations and how bad they were, 
it's it's probably got to be Josh Jackson. I, I haven't even figured finished um, Googling it, but I'm not going to because I know there's nobody better than Josh Jackson. From that same class, my answer would be Jamon Moore. I just yeah, I was, he was so excited one. about him, and then nothing happened. Yeah. The the other one, and I don't know, was it the same draft class? Was it were there two second round picks in that class? Um, Packers draft history. Uh, nope, that was Jay Alexander in the first, Josh Jackson in the second, Oren Burks in the third. All right, it must have been the, the year prior. Then uh, there was another guy that I wasn't necessarily super. Oh, Josh or year Jones. after Josh Jones. Josh Jones. Yep. Yeah. I, I wasn't super high on him, but he was another one that everyone just said, this guy is going to like, you know, him. and, and, and again, that's why when I hear that in this draft class or any others, I tend to be a little bit more hesitant. Same with like uh, Romeo Dobbs, you know, it's, it's like, yeah, I get that he's a, but you don't understand. He's going to be so good. I've just heard that so many times, whether it's Josh Jones, Josh Jackson, Jamon Moore, mm-hmm. Oren Burks, um, you know, Montrevious Adams, um, on and on and on there's 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 all these guys jason spriggs how good he's gonna be and it just they just were never even a little bit good so i'll just believe it when i see it the crazy thing i'm looking at the 2017 draft class this is uh uh, ted thompson's final yeah the only guy left on the roster from that class is aaron jones everybody else is gone and i'm gonna be honest there's a couple guys i completely forgot about they didn't even remember that that we had um all right uh moving on kelly smith wants to know your best and worst experience with packer fans um again it's one of those just keep it positive and only do the do the best one that i think that's fine no we'll do worst um the the only reason is because it, it it immediately comes to mind and and again it's one of those where if i sat and think about it i'd probably come up with something else but the, the one that comes immediately to mind was the time that I went to the game and I didn't realize that there was a rule about not standing. It was December. Mm. It was freezing. It was the final game of the season. There was literally like three inches of ice on the bleachers and I did not want to sit because, I mean, I was I was wearing layers and, you know, very much under the influence and I still was like freezing, which tells you how cold it was. And so I'm like, all right, game's on. Let's stand up or whatever. And they start yelling at me to sit down. Like, first of all, who sits down? Like you go to a concert right. that's boring and you still stand. That's just what, that's just common. Right. This is a sporting event. Like the, I just assume you stand the whole time. That's what everybody does. And I, I realized in that moment, I'm the only person standing and they're yelling at me and I, I got a little chirpy back, but I, I, I was just stunned and astonished. Like I'm, I'm sitting with a bunch of idiots. This is unbelievable. We're all, we're all supposed to just sit and watch this. Like we're at right. the, at the opera. This is unbelievable. No. Yeah. So um, that would be probably the worst. The, best experience with Packer fans honestly and this is probably going to sound a little cheesy but it's probably just going back in the day to hanging out with family the big Packer parties that you'd have with grandma grandpa great grandparents aunts uncles and everybody um, th- those are probably my favorite Packer fan memories you know just watching watching the game with family which is maybe why I'm such a shut-in because I've gone out and met strangers who are Packer fans and it couldn't hold a candle to just staying home with family and watching the Packers. It's pretty unbeatable. All right. We're going to do rapid fire to close this out. So uh, don't spend too much time thinking Sorry, about this. I will try. First of all, uh, this comes from our own Nate. And I just lost it because I bumped my click wheel and scrolled. Um, okay. Where is the cricket buried? I promise I won't tell the cops. <laughs> um, yeah, it's still in the washing machine. I think <laughs> Garrett, if Ryan had to wear a jersey for the rest of his life, what player would it be? Um, this is probably going to get me in trouble because he's supposed to be hated now, but I'd probably just go with Favre just because it, there's there's never been a guy and probably never will be a guy that's that's been more iconic as a Packer to me in particular than, than Brett Favre. So despite whatever stuff he's going through now, he just holds the mantle. From Roger, if for some ungodly reason the Packers were relocated outside of Wisconsin, what U.S. city? Actually, he he says, what U.S. or foreign city would you choose? I think he wants you to answer both. Actually, all right, that's fair enough. Um, well, everybody knows my affinity for um the Gulf of Mexico in Florida and whatnot, and since there's already a team in Tampa, maybe like the Sarasota Packers or something like that. Could, mm. could make that work. I don't know where you'd put the stadium, but I guess I don't care. 
Um, so that would work foreign. Um, I mean, you, you could go kind of logistical and say Canada just because then I'd be able to go there. But then again, I'm not going to go there anyway. So if it's like a one-time <laughs> thing, it's got to be somewhere interesting. Um, something cool like uh, somewhere in Australia. I know that's not a oh, city, but somewhere yeah, in Australia yeah. would be Melbourne. cool. Melbourne, Melbourne is a city. Work. Is that on? Is that? I, I think most of the cities are pretty much on the they're water, on the right? Coast. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're on, on the, the east side over there, so it'll it'll work. I think, I think the middle is where the tarantulas live. Yeah, and then the, the coast. The west is, is is barren wasteland. Right. Yeah. Uh, okay, Jeff. What packer did you pretend you were when you were a kid? I personally imagine this is Jeff. I personally imagined I was Ray Nitschke when I was a 10 year old who tipped the scales at 55 pounds. Um, I'm sure it was different at different times, but I, I think I mentioned this recently when I was a kid, I had a locker and I put the name Brooks on it for Robert Brooks. Mm -hmm. So I'm sure that I had pretended to be Robert Brooks at one time or another. Otherwise probably Brett Favre, but yeah, I'll, I'll go with Brooks because it's a more interesting answer. Okay. And uh, Brian still wants to know why you're defending Jordan Love. Um, I think we answered that one. Nico, I got to know, toilet paper, over or under? Um, under is for communists, so over, because I am not one. It just, I know I'm not supposed to take a lot of time, but, I mean, come on. It just, put it facing you, not away from you. It's very simple. Well, I think you just saved, like, half of your audience from unsubscribing and, yeah. and leaving a one-star right. review, so... Well done. Uh, Andy Monday, any other Twitter handles that you've considered other than Pack Daddy? Um, I don't know. Um, I probably should because it's not great. But, I mean, you know, Packernet, but that's already a thing. I don't know. I, I don't know. Probably should look at that, but I haven't really thought of anything. So no is the answer. All right, on that note, we're going to get out of here. We're going to go grill our uh, meats and hang out with our families for the 4th of July. <laughs> Great. That was the last one, of course. <laughs> we can take another Brian Schultz question. Why do you stuck up to the front office? Uh, yeah, no, let's just end it. You all have a blast as well, and uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow on the Packernet Podcast. <laughs>